Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross And we are live. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. From the 2323, <laughs> where dreams are made. Jimmy, I have questions. Oh, yeah? Let's hear them. I think you are a shit policer. Oh, yeah? You are the shit police. I was going to say, what's a policer? Uh, as Melissa has made it known in the past, I piss a lot during this show. <laughs> At least four times. At least four times. So, I, you know, I'm minding my own business earlier here at the office, and I say, Where, where's the restroom in this joint? To which Matura says, up the hall, to the right, here's the passcode. Yeah. My first question, why does Vatura know that passcode to the men's restroom? I have no comment. I have no comment. <laughs> Second, what say Darren had a full lunch. He's got to rush down the hall okay, and hack a system in order to drop one. So first off, I don't think he's doing it like this on the keypad. <laughs> he might, depending on how urgent is. it is, he might be I mean, one-handed. It's, it, it's not a typewriter. Yeah, so he's not well, doing that. What if is you, he, and if you know anything about Darren, you would know that he absolutely empties full lunches every day. <laughs> during well, work hours. It's not like he has a QWERTY keyboard to work with no. out there, so no. he would have to punch it in. Well, I, mean, I don't know if he does it like whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah, that's like, like but, a dance. So I want to ask you, I want to uh-huh. ask you, so off the air we started telling all these stories, and I was like, Sean, you got to hold them for the podcast. you yeah. got to hold them for the podcast. So... I put you up in a nice hotel. You did. I went a little above this year. It's more like an apartment. It's like an apartment. It's like an apartment. I got meals thrown in. You did. And it's in a, a what do you got to go to? Like a lounge. A lounge, top floor, yeah. yeah how was that? Well, I got to check it out yesterday morning and this morning. It was delicious. Really? And right now, Kara's out to lunch with somebody. You took me out to lunch. Yep. So, so many of them are going to waste, Jimmy. <laughs> True. Good point. Good point. Well, that's good. How do you like the mask we have on Marie this week? I bought you that mask. Yes, you did. It's not a mask at all. It's a canvas wrap. Oh, no. Oh, what's a mask today? 
of Ed Nordholm. This is what Marie chose. I thought about even hitting up Impact and being like, hey, let me tour your offices, yada yada, while I was in town. With a Fightful t-shirt. With a Fightful t-shirt. So that I, Ed Nordholm... two of them with me. Right, so Ed Nordholm can pretend that he's not who he is. Yeah, he would... How would he introduce himself to me? He wouldn't. He wouldn't? Yeah, he probably would. No, no. He would be sitting in his office in the back with the lights off when he heard that guy from A Fightful lot of their there. office has me blocked on Twitter. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. He looked at my LinkedIn three times. Really? Yeah, and he never added me to LinkedIn, nothing, but he looked at it because you can see who's, who's viewed your LinkedIn. You think he's looking for work? Uh, I don't know if he's qualified. You know, my, my attorney that I have now is pretty solid. Is he You've met him. Yeah, I have. Yeah? Yeah. Ed Nordholm was an attorney before he was okay. moved over to the president of uh, Impact. Well, maybe you do have some work for him considering the last couple of months. Uh, he's not going to help me. He's just going to make it worse. Are we allowed to talk about that yet? No, we will soon. Oh, so, come on. Uh, we will he soon. He teased off the air that we would be allowed to. I said sometime, at some point. Hmm. We're not there yet. So, last year when I brought Sean in... We did this podcast the day before the annual Jays game. I had no sleep. Right. Flew in, just had lunch, and yep. did the show. This year, we're doing it the day after the Jays game. Yeah. So you got to have your fun yesterday. How was that? You how, to, how did you enjoy Am I it? not allowed to have any more fun after this? Uh, I think that you got to be capped sooner or later. It, that's true. It's like Wednesday, then, then I got a firm cutoff. It was a blast. Jays won, so if you give a shit about the Jays, you're going to have me out 162 <laughs> times a year, or 81 times a year. They have 81 home games. Exactly. But you know what? If you need me to travel with the Jays, I can. Mm. It was good. It was a good time. I think it was a shutout last night, or yesterday afternoon. Your wife actually took part in food challenges. Two of them, and she was a failure. I am incredibly disappointed. <laughs> and I was impressed she took part. You know, I was. Now, I buy her, like, the big popcorn buckets at the theater. Yeah. Every year they have, like, the annual buckets, and you go there and you get, mm-hmm. like, a discount when right. you fill it back up. And so we were like, all right, all right, some popcorn. No big deal. Yeah, but Greg's in it. Yeah. Greg's a machine. So i got to tell you guys. So my rule for this contest was one of the popcorn ones that we did. <laughs> if you spill the popcorn on the floor, you are disqualified. So when Greg, one of my guys, spilled popcorn, he went down there and started eating it off the floor, which then told me, you know what, that's good. You can keep going. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I was watching. He was eating other people's crumbs. Admittedly, I was trying <laughs> to kick those crumbs out of the way. <laughs> he didn't want me to, because he knew I would disqualify him for any oh. possible reason. And I, so. was, I was looking, you know, I was trying to get you know, create the distraction. I mentioned my wife is not working right now. She's in school full time. I'm like, get those dollars. <laughs> and kicking popcorn crumbs, Orville Redenbacher's across the across the damn skybox. But there you go. We have some photos from the day yesterday. Nigel, go ahead and put the first one up. Sure. <coughs> I caught you off guard. I think didn't I? That's nah, all. Good. All right. There's a view from our box there. Wonderful uh, sky dome, as I still like to call it, Rogers Center. Put up the next one. That was from afterwards at the uh, patio that they went to. Sean and his wife and the lovely Ancho that used to work over here. Put up the next one. You know who these people are. That's <laughs> Mr. Ross Sapp with our uh, co-producer. Yeah. Co-producer Melissa. Next one. So that is me with Melissa. And the reason that I'm That's holding up... That's not me. I'm sorry. That, you, really? Uh, <laughs> that, that is uh, Mel Ross Sapp. <laughs> And the reason that I held up the beer can is because Stella's my favorite beer, and I thought if I do it enough, maybe I'll get a sponsorship. So <laughs> it's not Coors Light. It's oh, not Coors God. Light. They're not paying you anything. They're not paying me nothing. They're not paying you nothing. <laughs> so 
But that was a good time. You're going to Niagara Falls tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited about That'll that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So, do you gamble? I don't gamble. They got a big casino there. That is close to Jim Neidhart. I told you he pawned his watch at the casino in Niagara Falls. Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. I'm not good at gambling. In fact, I'm so bad that the only thing I really do is draftbus.com. Very nice. <laughs> Very because the nice. worse you are, the better you are. That's how it works. That's how it works, yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next thing. So we have a contest that we are preparing. Uh, and I'm going to let you do all the talking. And sure. Melissa, you can do all the talking. We got some prizes. We got like a Cesaro action figure right here. Going to give some of those away. We have an Xavier Woods figure right here. Uh, I didn't choose them because they were cheap on Amazon or anything. That's just that's just what we got. We have uh, Fightful bumper stickers. It's hard to see in the light, but we have those right there. Go ahead and talk about the contest. Yeah, we're running a contest from August 23rd today through September 5th. Basically, any comment you leave on a unique YouTube video enters you to win. So if you comment on seven, seven different Fightful YouTube videos, you're entered seven, seven different times. And we have DVD packages mm-hmm. that you all have to choose from if you are to win. Uh, we have an 80s pack, which features like Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, greatest wrestling superstars of the 80s. Uh, 90s packages with Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, greatest superstars of the 90s. We have one for the 2000s as well. We have one that focuses on ECW, tag teams, ladder matches, the Hardy Boys. We're calling that the Extreme Pack. We also have one with the History of Wrestling where you get DVDs on the AWA, World Class, WCW, uh, some that cover the history of Raw and SmackDown, and the WWE title. And also we have pay-per-view packs from about 04 to 06. And we have ones from 07 to 08, which have anywhere between 12 to 15 DVDs in them. Mm-hmm. Now, you might say, oh, all those are on the network. There are a lot of stuff that you have on these that they've since scrubbed from the network that aren't there. A lot of bonus features. You get, like, the Mania of Mania for WrestleMania 20. And most importantly, you're taking it directly from Jimmy. Yeah. You're taking something of his. Right out of my collection. <laughs> right out of his collection. It's practically theft. And this is uh, U.S. and Canada only. Only one comment per video will count. Melissa, is there anything else I need to Do you to have add? to subscribe to get to comment? Yes, you do have to yes. There you go. You have to subscribe have to, to comment. have to subscribe. There you go. Which is free. It is free. This is YouTube. You said there's a Twitter one too? Yeah, we're going to do something similar on Twitter. Like later at a different date? Uh, no, it'll hopefully go up today or tomorrow. Oh, we're going to do both at the same time? If, yeah. <laughs> hey, fi- final plug. I have a free edition of the Fightful Select Retro Review TNA Unbreakable 05 that is in our podcast section. I believe it's on YouTube. It's on. It should be on Libsyn sometime this week as well. All of our podcast platforms. But that's a preview of the Fightful Select service. We do those retro reviews all the time. So check them out. Very nice. And before we get started with the week's content, I have to do a very quick apology. Quick apology. What? Definitely not to you. <laughs> Oh, definitely not to you. You have. We're gonna on get. The air. We're definitely gonna get some memes out of that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I what? I quit, Jimmy. Yeah. So, no. The reason I want to apologize when I was talking about Jim Neidhart last week. Yeah. And I said that I had never met Natty, but that I had met Greg Valentine's daughter. Oh, okay. And I mistakenly uh, named her Jenny. Her name was actually Vanessa. Oh. And the reason I want to apologize is because she actually passed in, in 2015 from cancer. Oh, that's horrible. So I met her when she was training at the school that they called the Hart Brothers School. Yeah. Even though it, it wasn't the Hart Brothers School. Jericho tells stories about that in his books. Yes, it wasn't. It was a guy named Ike Shaw 
uh, and Waldo Von Erich, but she was training there when she was younger. I met her a few times. I remember she broke her arm in training, if I remember right. I did not know that she had passed. I, I found that out last week. But uh, So I wanted to just apologize for saying the wrong name. So Indeed. What do you got on the list? Yes, we got a lot on the list this week. We have to start with the big story. I think it was the big story from last week. What's the big story? We got to talk about Becky Lynch. Okay, yeah. We got to do this. So Sunday night, after this match occurred at SummerSlam, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte, I posted this on Twitter. Nigel, go ahead and put that up. Yep. Oh, I'm catching them off guard today, I think. I don't know what it is. I, po- I posted, they booked Becky to heal on Charlotte in Brooklyn. Ha ha, know your market. Everybody has probably seen the what match. A, what a nice number of likes. Yeah, yeah, it did all right. And, and everybody has seen the match. They booked Becky to be a heel in Brooklyn Yeah, when she was the baby face in the storyline. Yep. Of course, the crowd reacted the way they did. Now, you know that I respect Dave Meltzer, pioneer in the business. Oh I've always told you I respect him, right? However... On Sunday night, Dave Meltzer, I'm going to read uh, something that he wrote when he was doing his SummerSlam review after that match occurred. Dave Meltzer wrote, quote, This was a great build for Lynch chasing Charlotte for the title. The crowd was chanting for Lynch big because of how well it was set up. It would normally be a heel turn, but they read the crowd perfectly. No, they didn't. Well, no, I was going to say yeah. when, when he wrote that, I was stunned that he thought it was intentional. Yeah. Because to me, it clearly was not. To me, it was the company just not knowing their market. What happened on Tuesday? Because Tuesday was going to be when we know for sure. Tuesday yeah, was going to oh, be, yeah. right? And what happened on Tuesday? She continued the heel turn. She shit on the crowd. Oh, you think you like me, but whatever. I was stuck. So it's one thing to be in a market like Brooklyn where they're going to root for the heel. Yep. It's one thing to do that. In this storyline, she was set up from the very beginning as the babyface. Right? Yeah, and from I the mean, very beginning. Everybody knows, especially in that market, how hard they're pushing Charlotte. Yes, in the New York market, yeah. The unfortunate thing of this is, well, they, they edited a lot of Becky's comments about the crowd turning on her out of the, like the YouTube, YouTube videos. videos. Yeah. And they ran a poll today, or I think it was yesterday or today, where they said, were you with Becky Lynch the entire time? Right. And 93% were yes. And Kyler tweeted that from one of our accounts. And he said, read the room. Right. There it is. And you have some people saying... Oh, well, it's perfect. Lots of people have had their acts freshened up with a heel run. She didn't need her act freshened up with a heel run. No, she was fine. She needed her act freshened up with a run. Yes. Just a run. And people know that Charlotte is one of their favorites, one of yeah. WWE's favorites. Roman Reigns. She's the Roman Reigns of the she women's is. division. She yeah. is. And they, they love sending her to Good Morning America and yes. Today and all that shit. And she's great with that stuff, too. Yeah, she's she fantastic she with is. it. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes it's not... Your time. It's Charlotte's time to be a great heel because I think that her swooping in and taking what was Becky's is a great heel move, and she's a much better opponent for her than Carmella would have been. Right. And again, it was stunning to me that they booked Becky the way they did, where she had told the story about, I'm never given the opportunity. Finally, she gets the opportunity. Then Charlotte gets injected into the match. Then in the match, she's got Carmella in her submission finisher, and Charlotte gets her from behind to pin her. She's the babyface in the story. And there's nothing wrong with them backtracking and saying, okay, we, we fucked up. And even Becky Lynch could come out and say, okay, I was wrong. The only person I should be mad at is Charlotte. They're not going to do that. They won't do that. No. They they won't do that. A simple I'm sorry goes a long way. Even in, I mean, look what it did for Seth Rollins. Look what it's done for you. I mean, my God. Like the few times that you admit I'm right and you're wrong and when? you say I'm sorry. When? Oh, it, it goes so far. When? It goes so far. <laughs> Hiring me, that was the right decision. Yeah. 
So, uh, anyway, dumb, dumb, dumb. Let's move on. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Let's, let me ask you this. So, we talked for weeks about how they can't do this one-on-one in Brooklyn. We talked about it for yeah. weeks. Can't do it one-on-one in Brooklyn, right? They found a somewhat brilliant way to get around it. Well, let's just, let's just address one thing. Yeah. When was Brock's deal over? That was the night. <laughs> How long have we been saying that on this show? Since, like, January? It's been a while. Like, fucking January. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long Because, time. again, you don't need to be a genius to see this shit. No. Right? But here's my question for you. The way they used Braun, yeah. they did the bait and switch, right? Oh, that was brilliant. That he was, was, he that was, was brilliant. He was the Braun pawn. Yes. Right? You like that? Oh, God. You like that? You no, I don't at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At all. But here's my question for you. So it was brilliant that they used Braun as a pawn. Yes. Because the live crowd thought, okay, we don't care about this match, but when this match is over, Braun's going to get in there, right? Yes. So they prevented the them from shitting on the match. They had they had three back-to-back-to-back nights of genius finishes in WWE. But, but well, we're, we're going to get to the other ones. But here's my question for you. So, okay, they did the beat and switch, and they prevented the shitting and all that. That's fine. But... What do you think about the fact that they booked Braun to say, I'm not a coward, I'm going to come at you face-to-face like a man, that was dumb. so now I'm going to go stand at ringside, watch you guys kick the shit out of each other, and then I'll come in fresh and kick your ass with Yeah, you. they, and the thing is, Braun has always been a street-smart guy. I always bring that up about how maybe his character kind of seems like he's a little dumb just because he's a big... Country boy. Big country boy. You get that feeling sometimes? What? That... Are yeah. you ever, are you ever do you ever I'm get that feeling? I'm six feet tall. No, not the big country boy, but just the country boy. Do you ever feel like people think you're dumb? Oh yeah, I'm sure. That's why I tried to kick my accent as much as I could. Really? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. But anyway, no. Braun coming out and, do, and doing that, it's like ah man. It, it was really bad. I thought it was bad. Yeah. Everybody thought triple threat. Yeah. And oh, I, I was I, so ready for yes, that match. I thought triple threat. Even if you know? Braun lost, I was going to be like, damn, that's that's going to be a fun match. Right. Now, as soon as Roman won, I was watching this with my wife when this happened, and as soon as Roman won, I was sitting there going, okay, well, now they're going to do Braun and Roman. Yeah. And the next thing I know, they had the little all rights reserved in the corner. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they cut off the air, and I thought, now that's, that's bullshit. Well, based on the... the Length that Brock Lesnar threw that goddamn briefcase. He tried out for the wrong position. In the it NFL. Ended, yeah, sure, but it ended up on the stage. It's yeah. not like he couldn't get to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Before, maybe they at Gorilla. They're like, you can do it, but it's got to be by 11 p.m. Eastern because we're going off the air. Right, right. Maybe that's what they should have done. Apparently, the live crowd in Brooklyn, uh, when they figured that out, and we were off the air at this point. Apparently, they just shit hard. Hey, as long as they were off the air, what's exactly. matter? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey. Okay. So earlier in the night, there was an interview with the Bellas, Nikki and Bree, and they said that they were going to be ringside. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they were going to be ringside because they wanted to root for Ronda. And there were rumors prior to SummerSlam that the planned main event for Evolution, the women's pay-per-view, is Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella... And so, sure enough, there's the Bellas at ringside. I posted on Twitter. I don't think I took the screenshot. Uh, Nigel, did I ask you for a screenshot of this one? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, That's okay. I posted it on Twitter on Sunday night. 
the bell is in the ring with Ronda Rousey. Makes about as much sense as Tyler Breeze in the ring to congratulate Roman Reigns. I loved it that some of our knowledgeable uh, listeners and, and viewers actually responded and said, actually, they were tag team champions in Florida Championship Wrestling. I thought that was clever. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was clever. I didn't even know that. Yep. But otherwise, you got the point. Yes. Um, I understand the political motives behind Ronda versus Nikki. I get it. WWE looks at Nikki Bella as their mainstream female talent because she's got reality TV shows and because she was banging John Cena for like two years, whatever it was. They look at her as their mainstream girl. But let's be honest. Is anybody going to buy Ronda Rousey selling for Nikki Bella? And it's... So I had... When I tweeted that it was a bad idea, it blew up. It's a really bad idea. had a lot of people say, why, why, why? Okay, well, first off, nobody's going to believe that Nikki's going to beat Ronda Rousey. She does not wrestle. She's got a bad neck. That's that's first off. It reeks of not nepotism, but favoritism. Yes. It's just it just doesn't make sense. And I think if that main event, you know what? If it's three or four down the show, I don't really mind as much. It'd be the main event. It, yeah, but it doesn't make sense to have a woman who wrestled her last singles match eighteen months ago against a person who wrestled their first singles match four months ago. Right. On top of that, if we're using the oh well, reality and mainstream, well, why why isn't Maurice in this match? She doubles total Bella's rating right, right now. Right. I mean, I it seems obvious to me that they want to grab content. Marjo Mania running wild. There you go. Are you familiar with Marjo yet? You've mentioned her to me. I've she never is seen the, the show. Legend. Yeah, I've never seen the show. I wanted to start a blood feud with Daniel Bryan. You want Maurice's mom? Yeah, goddamn to right. Start a I blood do. Free feud with Daniel Bryan. I know French now. Oh, I watched know. Harry Potter. Yeah, but so, <laughs> so so are you are you off the fifteen minutes now? Can you figure out French in like seventy nine? I, I know quite a bit. Oh really? Yeah. You know I'm, you know you know we oui, bonjour. Yeah, creep. I don't care who creep. Bo- I don't care. You don't who, creep. I don't know. Care who bones you? That's your business. Pancakes are better than waffles, so you definitely know creep. I I had some Canadian pancakes this morning. Okay, explain what Canadian, Canadian pancakes. Yeah, what are Canadian yes. pancakes? Um, okay, Maple so is pretty universal on pancakes. First off, first off, says the girl who was bitching about how sweet sweet tea was in the South. Are you kidding? They put they, they put a lot of sugar in in the South. It's all sugar. Well, they put an awful lot of sugar in pancakes up here in the North. That's there's, a dessert. It's supposed to be sweet. There's no sugar in the it's actual pancake. It's a breakfast pancake. where we're from. No, but they don't put any sugar in the actual pancake. They put some in there today. They might put... At the Ritz-Carlton, Toronto. Powdered sugar on top, maybe? On top, and yeah, I had some fruit on top. They were really small. They were they were tiny. So they were medallion pancakes. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, and, yeah. They were, and they were free. I mean, to me. Yeah. Not to you. So stop bitching about the free pancakes. I wasn't bitching. <laughs> I'm just saying. The free Canadian pancakes and yeah. he's bitching. I would have liked. Too much sugar free, in the free pancakes. Free Canadian waffles <laughs> a, hell, a hell of a lot more. I just I just think that's the best way to go. You know what else is free? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hasn't no, even started yet. Oh, no, what? Yeah, never started. mind. Never mind. Next subject on your list. No, go ahead. What's no, free? No, no, no. Go What's ahead. Free? Okay, let's finish off. So. So, Total Divas, going back to Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella, Total Divas returns next month, right? They've announced that Total Bellas is going to get a fourth season. Yeah. So, it just seems to me like they're doing this feud to get content with Ronda Rousey wait, to put on Total Bellas. Wait, who's on that show? Total Bellas? Who, who stars on that show? Uh, Naomi? No. A former WWE champion, not John Cena. Oh. Would, would, would that be Daniel Bryan? Might be. Who's advertised for MSG and SmackDown 1000 and 
Hell in a Cell now. Oh, you mean the guy that hasn't signed yet? Is that what oh, you're talking the about? The guy who hasn't signed the yet. The guy that hasn't signed it's yet. It's coming down to the wire, Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> they put him in the showcase mode of 2K19. He has not signed. It's true. Man, I wish we had some X-Files music to play in the background. I gotta tell you guys, by there. the way, I gotta tell you, he's way more animated when the light is on a camera than he is when you're just sitting with Why are him. you destroying the facade? Why are you pulling I'm just back saying, the curtain? I'm just saying, he's way more animated <laughs> when the light is on a camera. Uh, it's true. Do you want to do your... Uh, I, can, I can go the other... I'll go for the next segment. I'll take it the complete opposite. No, no, no. Please keep doing... Do, do you want to talk about the free thing now? No. No? You want to wait for the next proper no. segue? I'm serious business right now. All right, how's our time? Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> subtle, please. You, haven't you... Well, this isn't your normal media room. Right, exactly. It's way yeah. different. I'm glad Marie was able to be here because she is God the she is the chief branding officer <laughs> of Fightful.com and the list on your boy. I gotta so. admit that this photo just leaves me utterly flaccid. Really? Fortunately, <laughs> even though I'm in the Great White North, I can help out my Great White South by going to BlueChew.com. <laughs> And using that code FIGHTFUL. BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Jimmy, you know they use the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis? Sean, let me tell you something. Did you know that you can take it even on a full stomach, anytime, day or night? Did you know that you don't have to get an in-person doctor's visit? It ships straight to you. Straight to you! Man! Have you ever I, seen Varsity Blues? Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. You took me out of the room <laughs> with the big hog and the hog father. That was that would have been too easy. So I'm in there with, in here with this? This is a... Uh, I gotta get motivated? Yeah, Marie or normal. With this? We Blue have Chew. neighbors, Sean. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll scream it at the rooftops. Maybe they'll use our code FIGHTFUL and they will get that first shipment of Blue Chew free. You just pay $5 shipping. It is magnificent. So you've seen Varsity Blues? Oh, of course. We, we've discovered we had the same exact taste in movies. Okay, so you know the scene when I think it's Vanderbeek is uh, saying all the different terms for penis. Yeah, purple-headed yogurt slinger. That, right, that right, right. Yeah. Not once, not once did he say the Great White South. Not once did I hear him say that term. Well, you almost, you have that to is have a first Canada to play off of, too. Uh, he doesn't have... I, like, you know, I'm aware of my surroundings. I see. Come on. I see. What are you all whispering about over there? Our producers... Somehow, you know what's funny to me? Melissa essentially gets a promotion to co-producer. Yes. That was born of failure. It kind of was. <laughs> I was completely born of failure. It kind of was. I she, mean, Nigel's manning the the computer today. She got an on-screen role By covering a pay-per-view because did. she screwed up a podcast and it was so popular. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. What were you guys whispering about? Is, is something fucking yeah, up over there? You yelling no, threw off our audio level. Threw off the audio. Yeah. It raised the bar. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you what else raises the bar. Oh, tell me, Sean. Bluechew.com. Never mind. Don't Code Fightful. <laughs> uh. Let's go to the first clip, Nigel. All right, which one? 
Uh, oh come on! It doesn't matter which. Do the uh, do the Brock Lesnar MMA thing. All right. Set this up, Sean. <laughs> I didn't understand, man. Anything? No, because I didn't understand before. Because like Daniel Cormier was saying, how important was the moment for us, and you know, an amazing moment of his his career, two time a two division champion, and then at some point the two division champion invite Brock Lesnar to step in the octagon. So, what is that? What is that? I, I, I'm not understanding what's happening here, you know. But uh, but then they did that whole theater, that whole thing, you know. And in the press conference, I was watching the press conference. Then I start to understand things, you know. Daniel Cormier was explaining why he invited Brock Lesnar to step in the octagon at that time. And it's all about money, man. He wants. He's a smart champion. He wants an easy fight with a lot of money, Brock Lesnar. Oh, I loved it, man. This this is the entertainment business, you know. Brock Brock sells, man. All these guys that don't like it is because they're jealous and they don't sell. You know, no one cares about him. So he brings the heat, and that's what we need in the UFC. We need heat. We need draw power, and and we need uh, more than just the casual fans. You know, we need to get we need to draw to a, a larger audience, and that's what Brock does. So I loved it, man. It was awesome. I can't wait to see that fight. The the Brock Lesnar thinking in itself like I I get it man it's it's money it's pay per view sales it's a business and I get that like I'm I'm not I'm not against people making money the thing that pissed me off was Stipe being completely disrespected like this guy carried the heavyweight torch for a long time he beat a lot of goddamn good people he defended the t- he's the best he's, he's he's the greatest heavyweight champion that we've ever had like there's he defended the belt more times than anyone's ever done it there's no way you can argue that he's greatest heavyweights ever walked the planet right now so you know for him to not even have the opportunity to to you know they i mean what do they say that they don't normally interview people that just got knocked out well they interviewed dc without a problem they gave him they gave him an opportunity to speak to his fans and and let people know he was okay and and, and you know speak his mind i i think that stipe deserved an opportunity to let his fans know he's okay, tell people that he's coming back, that he's not done yet, and, and, and give him just a couple minutes and, and give him a little bit of shine for the things that he has done. That that bothered me. And then for Brock to stand in there and say, oh, you know, steep face trash, and like, come on, dude. Like, have you seen yourself in there before? Like, you were fucking terrible. Like, like skill-wise, Brock Lesnar is garbage. Like, if you shrink him down to the size of a normal person, he wouldn't make it one round with anybody you want to see that's in the top ten. He just wouldn't. But he's just a monster human being, and he's and he's athletic, and he's strong, and he's, and he's a wrestler. But I mean, his skill set. You ever seen that guy throw a punch? Jesus Christ! One of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my whole life. DC knows that he's gonna beat Brock Lesnar's ass, you know. But he's gotta pretend like it's gonna be a fight. You all can see more clips like this at youtube.com slash Fightful. Of course, FightfulMMA.com had that first. Click that little exclusives tab. Lots of goodies. There you go. Let's move on and talk about All In coming yeah. up next Saturday. So what? yesterday... yesterday like a natural transition. It does. To BlueChew.com, code <laughs> Fightful. If you want to be All In. So uh, yesterday we're at the ball game. Yesterday we're at the ball game, and Sean sends shows me on his phone a, a DM on Twitter, and it was a DM from Cody Rhodes saying, "What's your email?" And so this morning Sean comes into the office, and I said, "What the hell was the Cody Rhodes thing about?" Turned out he just wanted to give you credentials for yeah. all in. 
Yeah, we're going to contact. We have we have uh, Andrea covering StarCast, but there wasn't a lot of media coordination with All In. Right. And we do have two media credentials there, so we're going to talk to a couple freelancers and send a couple people. There you go. So uh, we talked earlier about you know WWE Creative, the Becky Lynch thing. There's yeah. a lot of other examples. Uh, so along that realm, Sean... I want to talk about something that Chris Jericho said on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Uh, this past week, he aired an episode with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. It was actually taped in June, but they just aired it now. And here is one comment from the podcast. Jericho, Jericho said that he had called Vince McMahon months ago, told him about the all-in plans. Yeah. And, hey, Cody and the Bucks are going to do it independently, and they're going to do Chicago in September. Vince McMahon said, and this is coming from Jericho, I wish they would have called me. September is the worst time of the year to promote. And as we know, they went on to sell out that show in like 30 minutes. Yep. And so that again has me questioning if it's wise for a 73-year-old man. We're doing this on August 23rd. Yeah. Tomorrow is his 73rd birthday, right? Oh, wow. So I wonder if it's wise for a 73-year-old man to be deciding the creative direction of a television entity when your audience is decades younger than you are. Uh, and he still thinks it's 1972 and that September's a bad time. Back to, to school. Yeah, exactly. Back to school. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Watch it from their house? <laughs> God. So um, two other things about All In that I want to mention. The first one is uh, Cody did an interview with Wrestling Inc. And apparently Matt Jackson reached out to CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And Punk supposedly told Matt Jackson, I want to keep focusing on my MMA career. You think he's going to show up? Do you think it's just a little I swerve? I, I don't think he's going to show up because Colt Cabana's there. Because Colt Cabana's there. That makes sense. And that's, you know how, I don't want to say you know how CM Punk is, but everybody kind of knows how he is. Yes. If there's one person that he might not like around there, right? it's like, well, why do I even go there type of thing. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, one other thing that we got to talk about, because when it comes to the Bullet Club, meaning Cody, Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the next six months... Are going to be very interesting. Oh, yeah. So yesterday, August 22nd, they did a conference call promoting uh, the All-In weekend. Cody was asked during that call what's next for All-In after the first show. And he indicated that uh, they don't know what's next, but there is a verbal commitment, he says, for the Bullet Club members to stick together regardless of what they end up doing. And here's a quote. He said, our contracts are all up. What happens next? The next step we take, we're going to take it together, and we're going to take it as a family. So here's my question for you, man. By the end of the year, I think all of their contracts are up with Ring of Honor and New Japan. We know WWE is looking to lock down as much talent as they can. We know WWE would love to grab them before the MSG show, the yes. Ring of Honor MSG show. Do you think there's any possibility that WWE is able to get those guys, knowing that, number one, Cody was there before and wasn't utilized to his satisfaction? Yeah. Number two, they're not going to have the creative freedom. They're not going to have the schedule. Do you think there's any possibility that they... You're going to lose a bunch of money on merch. Sure. I mean... Their cut of merch will go down significantly. Sure. If they sell a lot more, yeah. their cut goes down. I mean, I, think, I believe the Young Bucks' wives just mail those out at their house. Right. So I think there's probably about a 15 to 20% chance because there's always the opportunity of like so much money you can't say no yes. type of thing. And WWE... You saw right after MSG was announced the pivots they made. All of a sudden, they're not that mad about Hulk Hogan anymore. All of a sudden, 
weed isn't that much of an issue anymore. Yes. You've got a lot of situations like that unfolding. I think that the guys from the elite are smart enough to realize, and also they were very they were smart enough to realize they need to create their own thing that wasn't Bullet Club that they own. So now they own the elite. Right. They're running shows by themselves, but with the aid of Ring of Honor. And once they run their first one, if they run more, the more that an ROH gets involved, I think the less people will be like, whoa, what's this about? What's right. this about? I They'll never duplicate the success of the first one. That's just how I, it yeah, is. Yeah, it depends, man. If I, I didn't think that, and then MSG sold out that quick. So I'm, it's hard for me to say, but then again, like I said, MSG wasn't a big deal to me. Mm. 15000 was big to me. Mm-hmm. That's what was the deal. No matter what I agree that with was, that. I agree with that. 15000 is incredible. Not just that, but again, not to discredit the MSG show, it's WrestleMania week. Yeah. This show, all-in shows, there's nothing going on when that show happens. And New Japan is not selling great for Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Right. It didn't sell great for the Long Beach show. Right, right. But uh, maybe maybe those as the face of the two companies in America is what they need to, to put asses in seats. And they realize that, so they're going to get big bumps yeah. no matter what. I mean, honestly, I, when I envision, say, Cody and Omega and the Young Bucks theoretically going to WWE, I think of the Radicals. Mm-hmm. They would have to keep them as a group. Have they, them all they debut as, the elite, as a group, right? As right. Too, which that they, would be fire. Yeah. That would be fire. It could be fire. Depending we, on how we it's... have WWE, I've said this before, they get softballs lobbed to them and right. they ground out to third base instead of even like anything. Right. All the time they have ready-made shit for them. The Becky Lynch Charlotte thing was ready-made for a pivot for Tuesday night. Right. And Monday at the house show they were testing it out. Yeah. Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte, got chance for her Monday night. They okay, two nights in a row. Right. Two different cities. Right. Yeah. Such a bummer. I hear you. Okay, let's talk about TakeOver Brooklyn. So uh, there was uh, the official announcement of a new uh, addition to the roster. We had known about this for a while. Are you just a little bit bummed about it? No. No? It's good Te- for Matt. Tears of joy. Yeah, it's good for Matt. Tears of next joy. week I'm going to have a story for you about Matt. Okay. Not going to tell it this week, but next week I will. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, i got like three stories for you next week. Will it make me want to kick his ass? Uh, it might. Fortunately for him, he's under contract. I can't do it. Right, right. I don't want to get sued by WWE. Right. If he was sure. in, if he was in an independent, you'd wipe the floor. Anywhere with him. else. <laughs> he knows it. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. So uh, Matt Riddle officially debuted. His wife. I don't know if she was supposed to or not. She did an interview like a week before. Uh, and she basically said New Japan reached out to Matt Riddle. Matt mentioned it to Gabe Sapolsky. Gabe Sapolsky's tight with Triple H. Next thing he knows, he gets a phone call from Triple H offering him a contract. Hey, just saying, we, we talked about this on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast about a month and a half ago. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And so Matt was uh, in the crowd officially introduced as the new assignee to NXT. He is going to be, again, depending on how he's handled it, NXT he'll be handled fine. Oh, yeah. And in NXT he's going to be a star and probably the champion probably within the next six months. Uh, if and when he goes to the main roster, we'll see how that goes. What did you think of his attire? I thought it was Matt Riddle. The, the flip-flops? Yeah, it was Love Matt it. Riddle, yeah. A flat bill, a suit, and Flat bill, a suit, and flip-flops, yeah. That's fantastic. I thought it was Matt Riddle. I was yeah. surprised he didn't have a pint in his hand. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was expecting it. You know? he, he did the last time he was on NXT Yeah, TV he did. In San Antonio. Yes, he crowd. did. Yeah. So what did you think of NXT TakeOver? I loved it. Yeah. Every match was a little bit different. The finish was brilliant. 
The Kyrie Sane finish was the awesome. Kyrie Sane finish. Awesome. That match was great. That's yeah. my kind of match. Finish you have, was great. You have catches, catch can wrestling, and yeah. show wrestling yeah. in one. Some beautiful counters. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the way that Shayna Baszler acted backstage like a sore loser. I thought that was great. Velveteen Dream and EC3 were was so much different than everything else in the card. Velveteen came off very green to me in that match, more so than other matches that I've seen with him. Well, I'm pretty sure that EC3 got knocked loopy or got a concussion five minutes in. Yes. And I the saw. fact that he was able to do that kind of match for right. after that, that's incredible. Right. I, uh, I'm glad that... I love the Undisputed Era tag match, but I'm glad they're kind of moving on. It seems like they've been feuding with Europe for... All year. Right. And now, I was like, where do they go from there? War Machine or War Raiders, of right. course. I think they're doing Ricochet and Pete Dunne at the tapings. Yeah. Right? That, so. The tapings are tonight, but mm. I liked Ricochet and Adam Cole. Adam Cole has this sense of urgency when he wrestles, and he does it based on the crowd reaction. Like, the crowd, they'll pop for a huge move. Right. And, like, maybe it's a move, and maybe this is just me looking at this, and he doesn't actually do this, but it looks like he'll do a move, that isn't supposed to result in a pin. Mm. But if the crowd pops huge for it, he's really quick to jump on them and pin them right. because of that pop. Because he reads it's, it, yeah. It's so perfect. And I just think he's incredible. Undisputed Era have to stay together. I was that's what. It, so I actually had on my sheet here. They are cruiserweight NWO. Adam Adam Cole's ready for the main roster, but do you think he'll they'll bring him up the rest of Undisputed Era? That was going to be my question. Yeah, and there were no call-ups this week. Yep. None. Which and, is good, yeah. I think. And they I, don't know what they're doing with the guys they have already. Yeah. By the way, guys, I did do a wrap-up on FightfulSelect.com, Tier 1 of NXT TakeOver, since I wasn't on the post-show podcast. But EC3, I mean, he's ready. He was ready five years ago when they cut him because he was on the main roster. He's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and I, that's what I'm afraid of because yeah. a lot of people compare him to Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. I think that, one, he's in better shape than Bobby Roode. He's more innovative than Bobby Roode. He does a lot more. Plays the crowd better. Plays the crowd better. Yeah. He's... He's a little bit funnier, mm. a little bit more clever. I think he's bo- like an upgraded Bobby Roode. The problem when I look at EC3, when you look at all the talent they have, he comes up more vanilla. And I don't mean that in when, a necessarily negative way. When he, but. when he gets on the microphone, I think that's where that ends because, man, he's just so funny. But when you got a guy like Bobby Roode and you have the roster that you have, yeah. Like, I'm ready for an all-Bobbies team by now. Just put him and Lashley together, see what they can do. That would be interesting. Because like, yeah. both of them are dead in yep. the water right now. Yep. Well, like I've talked about, they should do a Team Canada stable. Yeah. Like I've talked about, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Natalia, Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger, do it. Because yeah. they're not doing anything with Well, they guys. got the R-Truth, Ty Dillinger thing going on right Did you see that shit with R-Truth on SmackDown? With Carmella. It was so fucking funny. But you, you can't get longevity out of that. I'll take it every single week. Do you think they might actually do a match? I hope. Yeah. Mixed match challenge. Those have to be like, or if you pair them up and they're <laughs> they could do that. They're the two that don't get along. They could. They could. <laughs> they're pair the rivals. Up. That could work. But like when <laughs> when Carmella goes off the screen after Archer challenged her, and Paige is like, "Put her down now." I thought that mm-hmm. was great. R-Truth is great at this. What did you think of the Gargano Champa finish? I loved it. So they tried to claim that it was improvised because Gargano was hurt, but now apparently that's a work. Oh, of course it's a work. So here's my question for you. So earlier in the match, they did the same similar spot. Yeah. Where Gargano was on the apron, and right before the referee counted 10, he rolled out to the floor so he was vertical. Yeah. That was the finish. Mm-hmm. So for me, it felt flat for that reason, for the reason that we had just seen it earlier in the match. 
It's the only issue I, I have with it. I think it's like, I think it's more than that because they're trying to push Gargano over the edge. Right. So Ciampa doing doing it and succeeding and beating him with that when Gargano couldn't, mm. I think is is the way they went with that. But I thought that was brilliant. And Ciampa is just such a son of a bitch. Mm. That is the new level of heel in 2018. I gotta say the one spot. So the one spot when he knocked the guy out, the tech guy. Yeah. And then he went ape shit, and everything he could grab, he threw on top of him to keep him down. I love that. Even the knocked out guy, he took the yeah. knocked out guy. Oh yeah. Laid him on top of Gargano. I thought that was awesome. He is. He's the. I've said it a million times. He is this generation's type of heel, where the crowd likes him and adores him, but because he's so good at what he does, they're willing to boo him. Right. And they're willing to go along for the ride. Right. Right. That's what I like. Okay, Nigel. Let's go to stupid people, bud. No. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a stupid song, it just goes on and now. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Okay, <laughs> I was just telling Sean this is going to be fun oh, because he gets, he gets to see it the same time I do without a delay this week. So this will be fun. So first off, thanks again to uh, TrevorStrong.org for the usage of the stupid song. Uh, the SRS file one this week, this thing is gold. Okay. All right, gold. But uh, let's get to the first one. So this past week, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, passed away. Oh, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. in peace. Why are you laughing, Melissa? I'm watching this guy in the monitor. you you got a weird face, my friend. Yeah, during, during a serious thing, you need uh, to Pardon me, you, you wear my fucking face all the time. So It's not untrue. So I'm it's just going to hit you with... It's how I stop catcalling. <laughs> Where your face... <laughs> Is cat calling a problem for you, Melissa? I think for... I wish I could call my cats right now. I miss them. Okay. So anyway... (laughs) I'm sad now. So Aretha Franklin passed away at the age of 76. Of course, she had wrestling ties. She uh, did the national anthem at WrestleMania 3, or I guess, uh, Oh Beautiful, whatever. American Uh, Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Oh Beautiful. (laughs) Whatever. It's an American song that doesn't mean anything because it's not a national anthem. It's just something that was made up. Anyway, so WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 23, she performed that. Um, now, all the news networks, as you can imagine, produced a tribute video to Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Uh, and then they posted tribute images on social media and all that. And uh, one of the networks that did that was Fox News. Yeah. We have the, we have the still image from the end of the tribute video Let's because say. they put it on Twitter. Go ahead, Nigel. Put up that still mm-hmm. image. So this was posted by Fox News on their Twitter. And anybody right now that's on our audio-only channel and you can't watch this video. Harry fucking LaBelle. Yeah, in the top right corner, they imposed a photo of a of a of the middle of a performance, and they actually used a photo of Patty Labelle in the top right corner for the Aretha uh, Franklin graphic. How do you fuck that up? The same way that everybody fucks up New Day. How many times has Xavier Woods been called Kofi King? TMZ did it a bunch of times. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, man, that's lazy. But with all due respect to Xavier Woods, you've got in terms of celebrity, Xavier Woods, Aretha Franklin. How do you fuck that up? How do you do it? Laziness. 
Uh, yes. Being an idiot. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I think it's pretty bad. Fox News, come on. Seriously. Hit the bricks, chumps. <laughs> <laughs> this next one was reported by CBS Austin on August 20. So last Saturday night in downtown Austin, Texas. This is a good story. All right. Last Saturday night in downtown Austin, Texas, uh, a uh, woman was walking home along with her sister and a male companion. Yeah. They had had a night out. They had had fun. Woman's wearing high heels, big, like six-inch high heels. Okay. The guy says to her, uh, I'm kind of curious. Can you run in those high heels? Oh, boy. And the woman says, I absolutely can. And to prove it to you, I'm just going to dart right across this road in my high heels. So she takes off running across the road in high heels without noticing that there was oncoming traffic. (laughs) She uh, walked, ran, I should say, not walked, ran into the path of an SUV. She got dragged for 15 yards. She was taken to the hospital, uh, required immediate surgery for a brain bleed. Oh, no. Was that before or after she got hit? Because it must have been before. (laughs) It could have been before. Yeah, according according to the CBS story, they, her immediate uh, condition was not known. The driver of the SUV, after he hit her, kept going. <laughs> did That's he know? Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, did they catch him? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what happened was he kept on going, he drove off for a few miles, and then guilt got the best of him, turned around and went back. And uh, they, they're charging him with felony hit and run. Wow. Third degree felony. Ooh, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have came back then. Well, <laughs> should have came back. Okay, John Jones. That considering that she ran in front of his car. If he had have just stayed put, he probably wouldn't have got charged exactly. at all. Exactly. Yeah. Right? What the thing? But now he went back. Now he went back. But he kept going. Ooh, boy. He kept going. What okay. A Let this be a lesson, people. When you hit somebody with your car crossing the street, stop. Don't don't keep going. Just stop. There you go. Stupid people. This last one, Sean. We should have kept the Blue Chew uh, promotion for this one. Yeah, we should have. I'm ready. This is for the SRS file. It was reported by the British Medical Journal on August 1st. The British Medical Journal is becoming a good source for me. Oh, do you, do you have, like, have it bookmarked? Uh, I should, but the, the photos are quite graphic. Oh, boy. Are we going to see one? Nope, we're not going to see oh, one today. God. Yeah, no. And when I monetize I, this week. What, no, when I tell you this story, you're going to know why we're not going to have one this week. Okay. So what do I always tell you? What are the two countries where this crazy shit always happens? Fuck, you don't even pay attention. China and India. I was going to say China and England. The crazy shit always happens China in China and India. And India. Yeah, that's somebody always shoving a phone charger up their dick in India. Yeah. <laughs> so a 36-year-old man in India, and this is according to the British Medical Journal, quote, had a history of ingesting 100 milligram tablets of Viagra. So he had a history Why, of this. Why, bro? Why, bro? Bluechew.com, code Fightful's all you need. So, Mr. 36-year-old history of Viagra sustained a prolonged erection that persisted <coughs> even after sex. That'll clear a fucking elevator. He, uh, now this again is according to, the, I'm going to read some quotes from the British Medical Journal story. He tried, quote, vigorous masturbation. <laughs> That's the most difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really stepped it up a notch. And that failed. Then, and this this is a true story that was in the British Medical Journal. This is a true story. Did he then, try to light a match oh, no, and no, put no, the no. ember out? You're nowhere close. Oh, nowhere okay. close. After he tried the vigorous masturbation, he became tired and decided to take a nap. He went to sleep still with the erection. All right? 
This 36-year-old man had a small child in the house. No. The small child oh, was just no. no, no, no. It's nothing sexual. The okay. small, the small child was running around in the room and and playing and being a child. In the process of playing, tripped. the child tripped. No. Fell on his erect dick. Oh no! And broke his dick. No. Oh. Is this the prequel to the story from last week? It almost oh is. God. The child tripped, fell onto his erect penis. It resulted in a penile fracture. The man decided to wait two days. No! <laughs> so he had a swollen, painful, deformed penis. He decided to wait two days before seeking medical attention. He immediately underwent surgery to repair the damage. There's good news, Sean. They, did they have to give him, like, a, an implant? No. Did they save the dick? They saved the dick. Wow. Hashtag save the dicks. Wow. The good news was post-op he can sustain normal erections and there is no residual deformity. So I watched a movie this week on Netflix. I think it was written by the guys that did work Was it on Netflix or was oh, it on RedTube? I know what you're talking about. The Package. Yeah. Where three like teenagers are out in, or like five teenagers are out in the woods and one accidentally cuts his dick off. Okay. But the medic the medical team leave it behind on accident and the whole movie is them trying to get his dick back to him. Oh shit. And it's fantastic. <laughs> and he's in ho- the hospital the whole time. Yes. And they're like, "Oh, we can we can give you an implant out of your butt." And he's like, "I don't want a butt dick." I don't want a butt dick. <laughs> and they they're like, "Well, the the possibility of sensation is about 3%." He's like, "That sounds like a bad number." And the nurse goes, "Well, it's better than 0%." It's fair. And not having a dick. That's fair. This fella is very lucky to have a dick. Man. Zach in the live chat said, Bluetooth you can't fix that. Okay, that was you said last what? week. You know, that you was know, said last you week. You know what can fix it? You know what can fix it? Just taking Bluetooth to begin with. Okay, so are you saying that it's not as sustainable as Viagra? Because the Viagra no, didn't wear off. No, what I'm saying is... Your kid's not going to skydive onto your dick. That was like a Roman Reigns promo just then. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, let's move on. And speaking of Roman Reigns, how how ironic is that? Let's talk about the Shield reunion. So much like with SummerSlam, I thought the booking on Raw this week was good and bad, just like the booking of SummerSlam. The good was they made Roman look clever. Because Roman knew the whole time. He knew. Oh, yeah. Braun Strowman's cashing in. Braun Strowman said he's cashing in. So as soon as I'm done with Finn Balor, Braun's cashing in. He knew. So he had time to recruit Rollins and Ambrose and recreate the shield. So they made him look clever. But then on the other side of the coin, Sean, not only was Braun again cowardly, because he again waited till they had a 20-minute match. That did exactly the opposite of what he said. Yes. He waited till they had a 20-minute match to go out there to cash in. So that was kind of questionable. But then on top of that, Ro- uh, uh, Roman Reigns looked like a cowardly heel because he needed his two buddies in order to take care of his business. I'm open, so to, yeah, I'm open to the shades of gray. Like yeah. Decide who you want to like, who you want to dislike in this situation. Because you have four over guys and maybe a fifth in Balor. I don't know what they'll, they'll do with him. Uh, one of our Twitter users brought up a great point and said, if Baron Corbin's acting GM, he should be trading Balor to SmackDown immediately. Right. Bring Luke Harper over. And then if Braun Strowman gets to the point where he needs backup, even right. though I know that you mentioned they're trying to make him look like he doesn't need it, right. that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. Like Braun calling on his old two buddies to help him. That would imagine the pop for that, and imagine the match. It's yes, 
They it, teased it in the past, remember? They yes. teased it, but they never went full on with it. Well, I mean, they did a couple of, of Wyatt's and Shield matches, and they were awesome. I had a WWE wrestler actually ask me this week, what's your favorite six-man tag match? And I said, a couple of the Shield and Wyatt matches in WWE were, were my favorites, but that would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. But I like that. And also, if you send Balor over to SmackDown, you've got the club, but maybe you don't have the club because maybe they reform with AJ and you have natural infighting there. Right. There's a lot of things that that trade would help rectify. Right. But I like that I don't know what's going to happen next week. Right. I like that right. I'm left with these questions. Right. Because I want to watch Raw next week. And that doesn't happen a whole lot. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, it's time to work. Let's the point should Raw. be to always want to watch Raw. Yes. Right. I agree. Okay, let me ask you this one. Uh, the Stephanie McMahon, you know, completely unrelated to Marie, Stephanie McMahon, Ronda Rousey segment on Raw. What was the point of that? Uh, so here's the thing. that I think that WWE thinks that Rousey will get kind of the outsider coming in reaction. But she's not. Exactly. They, they went beyond. Not only that, you've got people like Sasha Banks that are like, no... We thought maybe she'd do the same thing. She's done all the right things. Right. She's beloved backstage. Her True. husband is too. And on television. Travis, like and yeah. with the live crowd. Travis Brown isn't wasn't the most likable guy in the UFC. A lot of people didn't like him. Heard nothing but positive things. Probably because he wants a job. That too. Yeah. But you've got all these positive reactions to her. She's going on the road. She's defending the title. She's going to defend it more. She's wrestling more. She's doing all the right things. So do you think that they thought we need to drive the point home that she is the babyface of Stephanie Seal? They felt the need to do it. Again. As if people didn't already know. As if people didn't already know. I thought they had Austin McMahon vibes earlier in the year when they did it. Right. And you got like, girls, come up here. You all deserve to be here. And I'm like, Right, right. The whole thing was shit. Stephanie again positioned herself as the focal point of women's wrestling. You know how much I love that. So that's a they that's a positive. That too. Rhonda said it's not always about you, and yeah. I think they're doing that intentionally too. Yep. And like subtleties are important to me in storytelling like that. You don't have to wave a big flag saying I'm the good guy, right? Shit like that. And then my other issue with it was it looked to me like the whole segment was set up for the purpose of Stephanie shitting on Kurt and sending him home, yeah. right? Which means that once again we get a heel authority figure, Sean. We went without something, it for a while. something new and fresh and exciting in pro wrestling. We yeah. get a heel authority figure. Man. Good, good for us. Good for us. You know, it's been twenty years since they've been doing that. Twenty yeah. years, ninety-eight. A heel authority figure again. And this, and we went for like maybe the first year without one. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So uh, the word now, obviously, Corbin's going to be the heel authority figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've read some rumors about how uh, to play off the broken arm, they might have Alexa Bliss. I ha- actually had that in my weekly this week. Okay, yeah, okay. I, there, there's talk of it. Uh, they they like Alexa Bliss a lot, and she's going to be facing Trish at yeah. uh, Evolution. I think so. There are some people mad about that. I think it's natural. I mean, those two mirror each other so much. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I think Trish is a much better athlete. Well, of course, but, but I mean, Alexa's like what. Years in, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, Trish was probably seven years in by the time she retired. Right. Right. Tell you laughing at. What? What's up? You can read that one. Okay. Okay, so just so everybody knows, all right, I told Melissa off the air, we can't see the live chat. You need to read anything from the live chat. And you notable. You've read one thing. You've read one thing the whole show. They're talking about their penises. <laughs> people, are talking about, people are talking about their penises. I'd hope so. Give me, tell me the comment. Read it. Read it. Put them on blast. 
It's one of the regulars, so I can't. Go ahead. Do it! They said it in public. You know yeah. how you use the little stars to denote actions? He used those to say climaxes silently. <laughs> What's the context? In what context? What story? Wasn't wasn't a whole lot of context. <laughs> okay. But hey, Blue Chew. <laughs> hey, you're ready at any time with Blue Chew. Was it about Blue Chew or was it about code Fightful? Get that first shipment free, and you will also be ready. It's probably not going to be silently. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that much. It's probably going to be a pretty loud outburst. I'll I'll just warn you. Where we are in the world. So, now that uh, Kurt Angle has been sent on vacation, yeah, uh, the word is that he's looking to get back in the ring. I'm thinking Super Showdown in October. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. The same day as McGregor versus Habib. Yes, it's gonna be a long day because the the WWE show starts I think probably five six in the morning. Right. And the UFC show, well, maybe if we're lucky, go off the air at one a.m. Right. That's a wild day. I can't wait for it. Now, one other thing about Raw, we've talked about this before. We've talked about the weekly excessive use of stupid nicknames. Uh, yeah, we have. How much we hated it. We've talked about, and I don't like, just so people know, I don't like being negative on wrestling all the time. I don't like being negative on WWE. Like you said, you want to be wanting to watch Raw. That was a great <laughs> shot. That was a really good one. I was about to tell you, they're complaining you look too flush, probably from all the blue that tree look, you me? ate. Me? Oh, Did yeah? I look too flush? Not the good flush, the bad flush. <laughs> Did I look too flush? So he just got her right in the face <laughs> when he just tossed that. That could it? be, you know, that could be considered misconduct because you're in my office. It could be. Did I look so. flush? I'm pretty fair. I'm pretty for a Kentucky. If you, if you want to, if you want to file a report, Melissa, I'll talk to you after the show. I've been asking so. for a five full HR department because of him. For okay. Years. Oh, okay. Cool. I can't <laughs> wait to to post. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence. I am Fightful HR. So we, we could talk about that off the air. So back to Raw for a minute. So not that I want to be negative. Okay. But uh, I found the commentary this week on Raw to be particularly annoying. Yeah. I found it to be hard to watch. Uh, I actually wrote down two quotes from the same segment. And I probably could have written down more if I had have felt the need. But I wrote down two comments from one segment. About Jonathan Coachman, it's, who it's I know, who back. I know is your favorite. So the first one was uh, Ember Moon suplex Liv Morgan on the floor. Yeah. So envision that, right? Yeah. Here's Liv Morgan. Here's Ember Moon. There's the floor, right? And Jonathan Coachman said, "Oh, I think Ember got the worst of that one." Fucking idiot. That was the first one that kind of got me, and then the other one. This one was actually Michael Cole. Uh, the Riot Squad beat Bailey, Sasha, and Ember. Do the math, Melissa. Riot Squad is three girls. Mm-hmm. Bailey, Sasha, and Ember. How many girls is that? Three girls. And when the Riot Squad won, Michael Cole said, well, they had the numbers game. I miss Renee Young a lot already. I feel like they're not even trying. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad every week. It is bad. And fortunately, I've noticed Corey Graves often calls out when people say, like particularly ignorant shit, right? And that's a benefit. That's a big plus. But man, now we know that Michael Cole is not going anywhere until he's ready. Oh yeah, he oversees the commentary team. He oversees the ring announcers. He's like an executive now. Jonathan Coachman, with all due respect to him, I want people to make a living. He's got a family. He's got children. You want him to be able to provide for them. But 
every week you watch him on Raw, and he looks miserable. I he does not want to be there. I hope he gets a high-paying gig as the lead anchor of the Golf Network. Right. Or some shit. <laughs> no, that's Nigel. That's what he does. Oh, really? So whenever he is on assignment from Raw, it's because he's doing a Golf Channel gig. Oh, okay. So... Yeah. I, like, I just feel like he's miserable, and I feel like he's only there for a paycheck, and he doesn't really want to be there. And he's just so blatantly bad. He's miserable. He'll say things trying to... I think he thinks that saying, oh, Ember got the worst of that, adds to the match, but it doesn't. It just makes him look dumb. It makes, it's not, it makes no sense. Ember goes off the apron to her feet on the floor, and then falls backwards. Meanwhile, Liv Morgan is spun off of the apron right. to the floor. right. Thrown by another human being. Right. Right. Yeah, okay, so moving on. Back in August 4th, Matt Hardy posted this on Twitter. Nigel, you got it? Yes, I do. So uh, on the video, we're only showing you a screenshot. That's actually an animated GIF that he did. That was a tag team that the Hardy Boys did in the 90s. They called it Event Omega. What it was is Jeff Hardy would do a splash while Matt Hardy at the same time would do a leg drop off the top rope. So Matt Hardy posted a video of that move uh, along with the caption, this maneuver was called Event Omega and is most likely the reason that I've recently learned that my lower back and pelvis have started fusing together. Uh, Matt's wife, Rebby Skye, was on Busted Open Radio with Mark Henry this week. It was already known, I think, that Matt was going to be doing backstage work at SummerSlam and I ended up seeing a photo that was going around showing Matt in a suit yeah. uh, working backstage in a production role at SummerSlam. So Rebby Sky on Busted Open Radio revealed that Matt's contract with WWE is up in March. Uh, he uh, did the backstage position uh, at SummerSlam. He's open to doing more of that if the opportunity is there. She said he's kind of at a crossroads and, and hasn't decided which way he's going to go in yet. It looks to me like he's ready to give up his in-ring career. Doesn't help when you've got the kind of creative that or lack thereof that has been behind him. Right. Because he had a thing that was red hot. He was red hot. And WWE's completely screwed it up. Yes. I know that years ago when I, I would talk to Matt all the time when he was in TNA, at one time, I I had posted something positively about about the broken storyline, uh-huh. and we ended up talking about it. And he laid out like a lot of it, and uh-huh. I was like, "Wow, this is really advanced." And I knew back then that he would be interested in something like this. From what I've been told by people in WWE, right now nothing's set in stone about a producer gig. Right. Same thing with Jason Jordan. There are reports out that he produced the Peyton Royce Naomi match. He didn't. Tyson Kidd did. Uh, but he may have shadowed. He may have right. helped. I'm not saying he didn't help at all, but Tyson Kidd 100% produced that match. Uh, Matt Hardy has that ability because he's done so many different types of characters, and like he's really versatile, so he's able to help out a lot of people. He's done singles. He's done mm-hmm. tag teams. He's done mixed tag. He's done hardcore wrestling. He's done regular wrestling, and... Anytime Matt Hardy has been straight throughout his career, he's been really brilliant. So I think it'd be a good move. Uh, use, him, use him and Jeff probably as special attractions. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to put somebody on Super Showdown, put the Hardy Boys on there. The yeah, they could do Hardy that. Boys. Yep. You want, I mean, how Saudi Arabia wanted Yokozuna and the Ultimate Warrior. Right. So. Or if you need something like a special attraction, you need somebody for a short-term type of thing like they would do with the Dudleys sometimes. right. right. Run a broken storyline. Right. Like, make that a, a maybe once or twice a year attraction. That would be cool, too. Now, you know the conspiracy theorists out there are going to say that Vince McMahon brought him in to kill to the really. gimmick. Yeah. Right? So, if he wants to leave in March, he could restart that gimmick and 
do some cool shit and Ray yeah. Bonner would bring him it's in. It's pretty busted up now, though, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess well, we're, I mean, we're going to see. Bus, how much do you have to be able to do to run that type of story with him? Right. I mean, you're, you're he doesn't even really have to wrestle live. He could add, like, a new sense to Ring of Honor's TV show. Right. Because, I mean, you can produce those things pretty, pretty cost-effective. Right. That's the thing you often hear Bischoff talking about is how they would rent $20,000 helicopters and $400 drones can do that job now. Right, right, right. So yeah. it's it's not expensive to run that type of thing. So do you think, so we're in a position right now in WWE where they are essentially having to promote three upcoming shows simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And we're already kind of seeing it on television. Yeah. They have the Super Showdown on August or on October 6th in Australia. They have Hell in a Cell on September 16th. They have uh, the Evolution Women's Only Pay-Per-View on October 28th. We're seeing, again, elements of all three being promoted at once. Is it too much? When's Hell in a Cell? September 16th. Two weeks. About two weeks. Yeah, in two weeks. Three, I guess. And then about two weeks later, they've got Super Showdown. And that will be... Because they're not doing a regular pay-per-view that month. It's the women's only pay-per-view, Evolution. The end of the month, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... It's a lot, I think the Evolution show is kind of standalone. It'll be like a special event for that and if it works they're probably going to do a bunch more yeah 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 as they should yeah yeah because especially keep it to one a year they should keep it to one a year crowded roster yeah ooh that's that's a really good benefit because often, i mean you've got an influx of female talent on that roster right now that doesn't get any time ruby riot has had nothing creative at all yep. she just goes out and has good matches yep yep now speaking of possibly is it too much uh, let's talk about WWE's global localization. So they're doing uh, a taping this weekend for NXT UK. Okay. They already have the men's UK champion, right? This weekend they're going to be doing a two-day taping in Birmingham to crown the first UK women's champion. There are plans to do UK tag team champions. After, after this weekend's taping in the UK, they will officially have 15 titles over four brands. 15, 15 titles. 15 titles, and you're talking NXT, NXT UK, right. SmackDown Raw, tag champions too. Yes. So that's a bunch more people holding titles. Then on top of that, there's rumors of WWE women's tag team titles. There's rumors of cruiserweight tag they had, team they, titles. They sent out concepts for both of those, but right. there's been no word. There's been no word. So there's going to be 15 officially. There could be 16, 17, 18 more maybe by the end of the year. Is this now boxing? Are we basically in WWE boxing now? The thing is, in the UK, a lot of those people are never getting titles unless you make them. And they're doing that because the world of sport. That's why they're doing that. NXT, which is yeah. which is failing. Yes. And probably going to get canceled. For the women's tag titles, I wouldn't be opposed to it because you got a lot of women doing nothing on that roster. But are they going to feel the need to do a Raw SmackDown they women's tag titles? Yes. they got to float and they got to go around the world. Right. they got to defend those over at NXT UK sometimes. Like maybe they are touring Europe and they're doing their TV tapings there. Right. Have Sasha and Bayley show up at NXT UK tapings and do those. You, I mean, Daniel Bryan is open to doing shit like that. Being, so, a, being a women's tag team champion? I, I mean, he's teaming with Bree <laughs> to face Maurice. And he's got the hair. Maurice instead of Marjo, <laughs> who is constantly overlooked and underrated. Give Marjo a chance. Is that going to be a hashtag? It should be. Yeah. She is on the highest rated reality series that WWE has. That's true. She is a star. I want to see... You remember, like, the woman who would <laughs> sit front row at NWA and WCW events and, like, swing at Hogan? 
Yeah, the older lady. I would right? love to see her do that front row, but hit Daniel Bryan in the head with a purse and it's got a brick in it or something. Have you heard of Hat Pin Mary? No. Because Hat Pin Mary couldn't exist today. Hat Pin Mary, you know what Hat Pin is? No. So, do you know what a hat pin is, Clip Melissa? It in your hair, so yeah. So that. back in the day, they would use hat pins like this long. Oh yeah. And they would put it between the hat to keep it on their head. Right? Oh, okay. Hat pin Mary was around like in the old days of wrestling, and when the heel went by, she'd take the hat pin out and stick them. No. Yes. Yes. You can't get away with that anymore. I mean, I know people used to like throw batteries and stuff. Oh yeah, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. God. It's, I think Jericho got pelted with a battery in the yeah, face once. Yeah. So are you going to go into your last segue, or do I need to jump in and do it for you? Here's a clip of me talking to Impact Wrestling champion Austin Aries, who Melissa saw retain his title at Slammiversary. Even though she thought Moose won. Momentarily. (laughs) You've been involved in Impact Wrestling through a few different regimes. Uh, How would you compare those? And also, do you still have the bowling trophy you won in the Paparazzi Championship Series? Uh, you know what? Uh, to answer that, I don't, and I'm a little upset with that. Um, you know, that was actually, uh, and I, we had about a two-year investigation into the theft of that. And I have my, I have my inklings of who took it. I'm not going to say it here today. <clears throat> I'm not going to say it out loud who I think it was. Um, Probably but, uh, What's that? Probably Sanjay. Well, I think it was Jay Lethal, and, and we're not going to make any references to why I think it's Jay Lethal. But, um, you know, guys got some sticky fingers. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, no, in, in all good fun, I, I don't know what happened to that trophy. Uh, uh, and, but I, that would be, uh, would, would be disproud, uh, displayed proudly if I did have it. Um, as far as the whole uh, the, the regime thing, yeah, man, I, I've really been through uh, all different incarnations uh, in my time with uh, TNA or now Impact Wrestling. Um, I think this time is, is to me, feels completely different. There's just a different energy and a different thought process and a different um, foundation that's being laid as far as, again, what, what's being done behind the scenes, um, behind the curtain, um, how, how talent's being, uh, you know, not only just contracted, but then, you know, the, the, the communication levels, um, the amount of uh, collaboration that's going on, not only within the company, but then with other companies. Um, I, so for me, again, um, I've, I've been at odds with the company over the, over my course of my career. I don't think that's a, a big secret. Um, but I think the difference now why I'm back is because, you know, all maybe the people or the idea, ideals that I had issue with are no longer there and attached to this. So I say that when people go, oh, it's the same old TNA, LOL, or whatever. And I know it will take time, but I think right now we're showing people with the product and then also with, what you know, what's going on in the locker room that, this is really a different, uh, a different impact wrestling, and, and, and people should give it a chance uh, and, and see if, if it might be something that they enjoy watching again. Yeah, it was different. I, I would like to take this time to apologize to your child, Jimmy. Yeah. Now, now, granted, I was there for the birth, and you weren't. Right. You even, saw that on this show. Even though the woman in the room was not my wife, but okay. Yeah, it was, but... <laughs> Apparently, I have cursed multiple times today, and I apologize for that. So my wife sent me a text. She said, I tried to watch the podcast live, but Sean has a potty mouth. I'm ashamed. And she said, my daughter's name is Lily. She said, I didn't want Lily to hear that. So shameful, Sean. I'm sorry, Lily. You potty mouth. I'm sorry, You Lily. fucking bastard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jimmy. Let me ask you this question, man. You remember when Goldberg 
came into prominence yeah. in the late 90s. Yeah. And there were some people that suggested that WCW was trying to make him an Austin clone yeah. because he had the, the, the black uh, trunks, black boots, goatee, right? bald, bald head. head. And so there were some people that said that, right? How appropriate is it, I suppose, that here we are 20 years later and Stone Cold Steve Austin posted this on Twitter. Do you have it, uh, Nigel? Yep. One second. Go ahead and put that up. This is Steve Austin on Twitter. Just got mistaken. <laughs> just got mistaken for Goldberg at Denny's this morning. I've never been so insulted. Hashtag who's next. Now, I'm sure he said the I've never been insulted part in jest because him and Goldberg are tight. Uh, but yeah. I just thought how I – it really goes That's to fantastic. show you. But doesn't it go to show you how – remember when Bret Hart came back yeah. and he said that he didn't want to be forgotten. It was really important to him that he's not forgotten, yeah. right? How interesting is it that the wrestler who was the biggest draw ever in pro wrestling, even though it was for a short run, but he was the biggest draw ever in pro wrestling, and here we are now a couple of decades later, and he's being mistaken for other wrestlers. I think the quick solution is that Austin needs to wrestle one more match. There you there go. There we go. There you as go. We, as we've seen, five to six minute matches yep. featuring legends can be wildly successful in WWE. Speaking of which, Super Showdown, Triple H Undertaker's official. Uh, Cena and Lashley against Kevin Owens and Elias is official. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. Daniel Bryan against the Miz. The winner winner gets a WWE title shot. They didn't make Love it clear. That. They didn't make it clear when that title shot occurs. Yes. Is it going to be a Super Showdown, or is it going to be maybe the next pay-per-view or something? I just like the stakes that right. are added to this. Right. There's something that matters. Right. Braun Strowman's not winning a battle royal and getting a trophy. Right. Right. I agree. And yeah, what the hell ever happened to that? Right? It's probably sitting in their warehouse probably somewhere. Probably broke it. Maybe. It's, it's, sitting, it's sitting in his warehouse with some Shawn Michaels old gear, because they keep that in the warehouse. Do they keep his old gear? If you ever look at the photos, so... I saw some photos. They even had a WrestleFest arcade machine. They they should do a full network show on that. Like, they should. They had the WWE Warehouse YouTube video right. for a while. I think that's what I saw. Joey Styles did. But, man, that is a show. That yes. is a full-on show. Yes. All you got to do is pull out maybe six items, tell the history of it, and that's it. That's a wrap. I agree. I agree. Uh, did you hear about the NWA news today? I did. I saw that they're going to be in Nashville doing a 70th anniversary 70th show. anniversary show, and I'm going to make a prediction, Sean. I'm going to make that? a prediction. So today is August 23rd. The press release came out today, August 23rd. For reasons that don't make any sense, they're co-promoting it with Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Entertainment. Uh-oh. Um, here's my prediction. In the press release for this show, now it's going to air on the Fight TV app. It's taking place Sunday, October 21st. Here's my prediction. In the press release, they made a point of mentioning that Nick Aldis is going to defend the NWA title against Cody at All In. They put that in the NWA press release. Yes. Then they said that the NWA title will be defended on the 70th anniversary show. Yep. They didn't say anything about Nick Aldis. My prediction is Cody Rhodes beats him for the NWA title at All In, goes into the 70th 70th anniversary show as the the son of Dusty Rhodes, right? And goes into that show and defends the NWA title. And I'll I'll say it would be even it would make even more sense if he defends it against Jeff Jarrett on that show, a former NWA champion. That's not bad. If Jeff's in shape and right. he can go, right? I might try to hit that up. I know it's on a, a UFC off weekend, right? Right. And Nashville's not. I mean, that, that's not too much of a trip for me. My wife always wants to go. There you I'm go. pretty sure I could get credentialed for it. So. Uh, I hope I wish them luck. I love their digital content. I right. love Ten Pounds of Gold. 
I love the All Us stuff. That's a Lagana thing. Right. Uh, I love all that stuff. So best of luck to them. I think that's all I got for my list that's this week. That's it? I think that's it, man. What the, what's our time, as you say? Seven minutes. We got right? seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about what you're planning the rest of the trip. So anybody that's ever been to Niagara Falls, I'll tell you a story. Anybody that's ever been there. In Niagara Falls, they have a bullshit made-up illegal tax. Nigel, did you know this? Yep. Okay, of course you did because you're the political you know, guy. So they have a bullshit made-up illegal tax, and I told Sean about this. When you go to Niagara Falls, you will see it on your bill. Uh, I think it's 4%, right, Melissa? I think it's 4%. I think it might be more. I thought, it was, like, yeah, I thought it was 4%. The standard's like what, 13 or 14? 13, 13 right? is okay. HST, yeah. But no, this is in addition to that. Depending on where you go, they call it different things. Yeah. And it is not mandatory, and you can ask for them to take off your bill. Make sure you do. Okay. I was telling Sean at lunchtime today, I went to IHOP one time. They told me that it was a mandatory tax. Oh. And I told them to call the police because I was <laughs> not going to pay it. I did. And so they told me, you know what? This one time we're going to make an exception. Oh, yeah, I bet. Right, right. Because I was not paying a bullshit made up. I think it's an entertainment tax, right, Nigel? Yeah, something or tourism tax. Tourism tax. Like tourism improvement tax. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So when you go to Niagara Falls, uh-huh. I know you've been. it's been recommended you go to the keg. Yep. Uh, I told you maybe go to IHOP for breakfast. I'm try to go to Mario Kart. You're going to try to do Mario I'm Kart? try. We're going to watch the fireworks that yeah. night, and I'm going to hit up a couple of uh, Fightful riders and former riders, see what they're doing. Good. Today, my wife is out with uh, one of your former employees, yep. Chili. Yep. Who uh, made a nice impression on us, and I think I think Vatura wants us to go somewhere with her tonight. So. The Harry Potter thing, no? I believe so, or the Harry Potter themed thing, and of course that sounds that, like a lot of fun. That, that's all Kara had to hear. That's all she had to hear. I'm going to be sitting there trying to decipher French all day. Right, right. It's the only language they speak. Right. Yes. <laughs> Nerdy French. Fortunately, I'm fluent in downtown yeah. Toronto. Yeah, they get to get I'm that all the time. At this point, yeah, yeah, I got it, but. We got some more contests coming up, guys. Got some figures. Got some bumper stickers. Got all kinds of cool stuff. FightfulSelect.com. Uh, programming note The Weekender will happen on Sunday. I got to have time to watch all the shows this week The Ring of Honors, Lucha Undergrounds, BTE, Impact. Cover all those on Fightful Select. Mr. Warren Hayes covers 205 Live and NXT on Fightful Select. We have retro reviews going up. All kinds of stuff. Jimmy. Rumor on the street is Blue Chew's pretty happy with the results. And word on the street is people are pretty happy with the results from Blue Chew. What people do you talk to? People. I mean, people in our own is this, chat. Is this you talking in the third person right now? Of, of course not. I'm not a pervert, Jimmy. <laughs> Why would I say a thing like that? <laughs> I would... <laughs> Never... So, Jimmy, what do you have going on this week as we have four minutes? We've got even more than four minutes because we got a late start. That's true. No, I, I like to cut it off at 4.30. we got plenty so. of time. So, I'll tell you one thing that we're going to be doing. When we're done this show today, so first we're going to do Stupid People Extended. Fightful Select. FightfulSelect.com. $10 yeah, Stupid a People Extended. Once that is done, Sean is going to be doing some pre-tapes in our office for future segments to air on the list on your boy. And rumor has it, whoa, 
Whoa, whoa. Marie, what are you doing? Whoa, whoa. Almost a disaster. We don't want the mask to come off for reasons that are not legal. We don't want the mask to come off. This is why we need an HR department. You just can't come in here and start hitting the women in this office. You know what, Melissa? It's in Marie's contract. That's Marie. I I know, but Melissa's head head is small enough. I think she can hit a nice Northern Light suplex. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Don't touch Marie anymore, man. Don't touch Marie. Marie's just agreeing with me. Stop touching Marie. Yeah. You try to get fired. Stop touching Marie. I'm not kidding. Stop touching Marie. (laughs) If Marie's mask off. falls off, I'm not dealing with the HR legal the shit, HR. all right? So stop touching Marie. <laughs> so, Would we seriously get in trouble for that? I don't I have no comments. So rumor has it <laughs> Rumor has it that Sean and, Mar- and fuck, I was gonna say Sean Marie. Rumor has it that Sean and Melissa are gonna do a pre-tape. We're gonna fight. <laughs> day, the huh? fight is happening. It's gonna happen. That'll I'm ready be fun. for it. We're gonna film a lot of stuff. We're gonna do some skits. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach Nigel and Melissa how to produce WWE style. Oh, oh really? Yeah, they're gonna learn. I would love to see Nigel do that, actually. They're gonna learn. I would love that. I would it's love It's gonna to. be fantastic. I don't know how his schedule is with Trig Tent today. He might oh, have it, he might have Trig Tent stuff well, Let me tell you. It doesn't take long to teach somebody how to produce WWE style. Very nice. <laughs> it doesn't take. It's very like long we plan that. Yeah, right. That just, you know just came saying? together properly. My God. Follow Jimmy at JimmyVan74. Follow me at Sean Ross. At, but most importantly, go to Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We have your news, your exclusives, photos, videos, podcasts. And I shouldn't. I should say something else. So, again, we're doing this on the 23rd. So, next week, WWE is in town. Yeah. They're doing Raw and SmackDown here. And Triple H is doing the Fan Expo. I was told told by a buddy of mine in the know he's charging 75 bucks per item. It was suggested to me that I bring Marie with me and see if he might want to autograph Mm -hmm. Marie. I'm not going to do that. But Can the, I? But the, would you like to? Yes, I love that. Wow. <laughs> the rumor is, the rumor is, WWE might announce next week that they're doing SummerSlam here next year. Multiple. If they do SummerSlam here next year, should I bring you back? I mean, I could, it'd be more of a work trip, but I could get a lot of work done. Yeah? You think I should bring you back? As long as... Do you guys think that he has been, uh, like, cordial enough and polite cordial, enough? Cordial, cordial. Let's, okay, let's, let's go ahead and throw cordial out of there. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to have been cordial. This time I'm a little more familiar with people. Okay, so has he, has he behaved himself enough that he he's behaved. deserving of being brought back? Nigel, just remember what I know about you. Uh-oh. What is that? Yeah, I don't even know. And what is that? Are you a Bluetooth uh, fan? Hey, <laughs> Melissa, you too. I've got footage of you riding mechanical bull. Oh, so does everyone else. And Tom, failing. That's oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I got scared when he said riding, so I'm glad that that continued because Jimmy, I didn't know where that was said going. That she no was transition get, there. You said that she was going to get hashtag licked on camera one time. Okay. That is true. <laughs> that became... That became You're not fate. allowed back. That's <laughs> already decided. Do they not use that term for drunkenness in Kentucky? Hell licked, no. Yeah. Licked, yeah. Sure. But licked, licked on, on camera. camera. Well, That's something completely different. <laughs> if you say, I dicked around, that's another thing. If you say, dicking around on camera, that opens up a whole... Would you stop Whoa! hitting Marie? Hate stop women. hitting Marie! Listen. Listen. Jeez. Why does... Marie hasn't said anything this This is so going to HR now. I don't need to deal with this Why shit. Why does she need to be on the show? 
Because it's because of her. Did you not say that our live numbers today were one of the best we've oh, ever done? Son of a our bitch! Live numbers? It's because of our chief branding when, officer. When we That's hit, why. When we hit a hundred thousand on the Raw show a couple weeks ago, the, the week after <laughs> I hired her, the Kyler, week after I hired Marie, Kyler messaged me and he said he's going to credit Marie for going on all the morning shows for creating all yeah. the positive buzz for that. that she program. went. She went on Scarborough today. <laughs> And uh, and she went on Rogers Community Ten in Markham, Ontario, and was able to uh, to get our raw view numbers. We up. even had her like at the airport where they got their CPR machines. She was there with a fightful shirt on oh, yeah, those, yeah. like all this viral media. Yeah, she's been working it's hard. All her, she's been working hard. Yeah, kudos to Marie. Things are working out. Maybe I will let her meet Triple H next week. <laughs> Maybe I, I will. Love, I love Fat Expo, so I will definitely take her. Okay, you want to take Marie with you? Yep. This okay. sounds. I'm, like... If you do, I got to record that shit. Yes, oh, of course. Got, this has to be fantastic, guys. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. If she's in jail, break her out. FightfulWrestling.com is where to go. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.